Next guest, very esteemed congressman from the state of Georgia. His name is Newt Gingrich. He's the former Speaker of the House, prolific author, New York Times bestseller. And his latest book is called Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. And uh, welcome to the Bernie and Sid Show, Mr. Speaker. Good morning, sir. Welcome back. Well, listen, it's great to be with you. You love this. It's an amazing time, isn't it? It's unbelievable. And uh, we were actually been talking about this, but you point out in your book very presciently uh, that in the book you say the election represents the most decisive choice Americans are going to make since 1860, which, of course, was the election of uh, Abraham Lincoln, which led to the Civil War. Now, why do you say that, uh, Speaker Gingrich? Look, I think the gap between where um, Schumer and Pelosi and Biden would take the country, uh, which would essentially be to a radical future, sort of a cross between California and Seattle, uh, and where Trump and McConnell and McCarthy would take the country, uh, which is a pro-jobs, pro-small business, uh, pro-safety, strongly anti-crime, stand up and defend American interests around the world, those two ga- that the gap there is so enormous uh, that I think it really is the biggest choice in 160 years. I don't I don't think that's an exaggeration. No. Wow. Newt Gingrich, uh, former Speaker of the House. By the way, are you still in Rome? Every time you called us, you were stuck in Rome for like months. No, I, we're still here. You're still we're, there. Uh, hoping to come home as, as soon as they they stop the uh, quarantine requirement. We'll be home. But we've been here since uh, the beginning of March. We were actually. Locked down for about ten weeks in our in our house, and Callista ran the the embassy of the Vatican virtually, and I did uh, all of my work virtually. So it was a, it was a pretty wild experience. Wow. Okay. Uh, glad to know that at least you uh, will be home soon. I know that you uh, spoke to us about St. Peter's Square, nude a couple of times, and the Vatican. You were on with us actually right around the time of Easter when it was uh, eerily dead yeah. there, quiet in uh, in Rome, and uh, now of course you it's see really that recovered. It has recovered. Okay, good. But now you see this uh, this movement ripping down statues all over the country. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. You get all those. But now they want to take down images of Jesus as a religious man who has spent the last four or five months right there by the Vatican. Can you believe that? Yeah, I think once you allow a mob to get away with being fanatics and destructive, uh, they gradually lose control. Uh, you know, these people, you know, it's one thing for duly elected officials to go through a process. Uh, it's another thing for a self-appointed mob to decide that they have the power to destroy property or they have the power to pick who, gets, who survives and who doesn't. Uh, and these people are both anti-American and they're amazingly ignorant. So uh, I think we just we have to recognize we're dealing with barbarians. Uh, they're not in any traditional sense part of the American tradition. Uh, and... Sooner or later, what President Trump just started down the road towards with his executive order is going to have to happen. These folks are going to have to get locked up and put in jail because as long as you tolerate them, they will continue to be destructive and dangerous. No, absolutely right. And, of course, they're using the tragedy of the death of George Floyd, and, and they use racism as an excuse to run wild, to, to run, uh, to loot, to, to tear down these statues. Uh, a, the Wall Street Journal yesterday, Newt Gingrich, had a, uh, an editorial called America's Jacobin Moment. And that's pretty much what you're seeing here. If, uh, and speaking of the election, I mean, yeah. it's the high-stakes election. If but Joe Biden gets elected, who knows where the hell this will go? 
Yeah, look, Biden will be so weak that Schumer and Pelosi will run the place. Uh, and Pelosi is now so radical, and her language is so vicious and harsh. Um, and, you know, she's caught the full spirit of the mob. And I think that uh, we, we really have no idea how bad this is going to get if they win. And, I, and it really worries me because, uh, you know, actions have real consequences. I mean, look what's happened in your city. You know, probably the worst mayor in the country yep. uh, disbands a 600-person uh, plainclothes outfit, which has been very effective at suppressing crime, and a week later, crime explodes. And yet, you want to say to these left-wingers, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, you look at 105 people were shot in Chicago last weekend. Uh, you know, what did they think was going to happen? And, and yet, you know, the left cannot deal with reality. They live in a fantasy life. Uh, you know, the mayor of Seattle said, oh, we're going to have a summer of love. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I'm not sure what she was on when she said it, but, you know, but, but you have to assume she was not in very close touch with the real world. Yeah. No, several rapes and a couple of murders later, I don't think she was. I don't think so. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Yet with all that said, Newt, we bring on this guy, Rich Lowry, every Monday from the National Review. He's a brilliant guy. He really is. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, our friend Bill O'Reilly, every Thursday. And I asked both of those very smart gentlemen last week. If, in fact, this election was tomorrow, not in November, but tomorrow, between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, who would win? And both without hesitation said, Joe Biden. So what am I missing? Sure. You're not missing anything. The, you know, the election is not going to be held tomorrow, but so it's not an immediate threat. But, look, if they can keep Biden hidden in the basement long enough, uh, he might get elected because, because he, become, he becomes a, a Rorschach test. Every person who has any reason to not want Trump can paint under this hidden Biden, you know, basement Biden, and say, oh, he'd really be okay. Well, the fact is, the minute he comes out of the basement, and the minute you realize that he is now owned by the left, I mean, he is a totally owned property of the left. Completely. And he is gonna, he's going to appoint their judges, he's going to appoint their bureaucrats, he's going to take up their policies, he's going to sign their legislation. Uh, you know, Pelosi passed a bill that, that Biden said he would he would sign, which would pay $1,200 to every illegal immigrant in the country uh, as part of a stimulus. Now, now, why you want to stimulate illegal immigration is a little bit beyond me. But the Democrats are just absolutely, totally committed now to open borders and maximum migration uh, at a time when you have 21 million Americans out of work. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, the president did something with the H-1B visas, which was very pivotal. It gets no coverage, by the way. We're speaking with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. His new book is called Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. And it's all about the upcoming high-stakes election in November. Uh, Speaker Gingrich, uh, obviously the COVID-19 pandemic played a significant role in your book. As you were writing it, the virus first started spreading. What have we learned from it? What, what lessons should we take away from what we went through uh, these past few months? Well, first of all, we got to quit being politically correct. It's either the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. Um, calling it COVID-19 was a desperate effort to avoid offending our good friends in the communist dictatorship. Um, <laughs> second, we should recognize that the whole thing got as bad as it did because the Chinese dictatorship lied to everybody. They lied to the World Health Organization. They lied to the U.S., they lied to Italy, um, and as a result, over 400,000 people have died, and trillions of dollars of wealth have been destroyed, and China ought to be held accountable. I mean, it's, it is just nuts that they're getting away with this kind of stuff. 
I think in addition, we've learned that you have to have enough supplies. And there, I think Trump, uh, the business entrepreneur, played a huge role because he turned on the business community. They began manufacturing like crazy. We're now going to supply the rest of the world with supplies to deal with COVID in a way that, uh, you know, would, be, would have been impossible in January, including, by the way, something Biden has never been asked much about by the press because they, they don't ask him anything embarrassing. But the fact is that the, uh, the masks were not available because the Obama administration didn't replace them after they were used during SARS. So there was actually a shortage of masks specifically because of the Obama administration. But your city is a good example of a blatant media hostility, and I, I now describe it as propaganda media. It's not news media. It's propaganda media. Yep. Um, and, and there's a good example of this. You know, Cuomo said, oh, we're going to have this huge crisis. We're not going to have enough beds, et cetera. Trump moves 4,000 beds hospital beds into the city. He sends in a naval hospital ship. He sends in the Army Corps of Engineers. They take over the Javits Center and turn it into a hospital. It turns out, I think, the Javits Center had like 71 people in the hospital. I think the Navy ship had maybe 50. Um, and nobody stopped and looked at it. Meanwhile, Cuomo, who has probably been the most destructive single governor in dealing with the virus, no doubt, sends sends people into the nursing homes who are already infected, does it as a deliberate policy. And there are at least six to 9,000 grandparents who are not alive today because mm-hmm. of Governor Cuomo. No question. And uh, he refuses to uh, be accountable, take responsibility for that. Hey, wrapping it up, Newt, um, you know, you have a great historical reference. You, you know the politics of this country for a very, very long time. I was born in 1967, so I can't tell you. I, re- I remember 1960, but every time I ask somebody about what's going on today, they go, well, hold on a second. It was just as bad as 1968. I, I can't imagine that, the rancor towards the president, the extra stuff because of social media, the race riots going on right now. I mean, the pandemic, the impeachment. I can't imagine even 1968 contends with today. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, in the sense that from from 1967 to 1972, the left had a huge surge. Uh, They set off 2,500 bombs. Uh, The Black Panthers went around with a deliberate policy of killing policemen. Uh, The Weathermen went around robbing. the, the, The current district attorney of San Francisco is the son of a man who is still in jail for having killed a Brinks guard in 1981, in a, quote, revolutionary bank robbery. Um, the country was, was, was in pretty bad shape, and Nixon, frankly, did an amazing job putting it back together. Lyndon Johnson uh, had, had broken all trust in government. Uh, there were a million people at the Pentagon in a, in a demonstration, much bigger. Now, the difference is Antifa and Black Lives Matter and others have spent the intervening uh, 30 years studying how to be more destructive and, and more aggressive and how to use the news media. So I, I would say and the news media, of course, is now so radical that, uh, you know, when, when, when the New York Times fires an editor for publishing one column by a conservative senator, one, they publish seven days a week, they actually made the mistake of having one column by a conservative senator, and the radicals, on the, which means virtually everybody at the New York Times now, uh, rebelled and forced the publisher to fire him. And it just tells you that there is no news media left, except maybe uh, the Wall Street Journal and, and Fox News. But other than that, you look at no, Time, you, no. I mean, you, know, you, look, you look at the New York Times or the Washington Post or the major networks, 
They're all propaganda devices. Oh, just blatant. It's so transparently obvious. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, well, Newt Gingrich, the book is Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. Go to Amazon.com, I guess. We, uh, can I get a, sure. Do you have a website? Or, Barn, that, or Barnes & Noble. Well, you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any local bookstore, or you can go to Gingrich 360, which is where you can also learn about my podcast and my newsletters and other things. Very good. There you have it. This former Speaker of the House, we, we appreciate you appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show. Thank you, sir. Yeah, keep coming back, Newt. We good. love having you here. We'll do it. All right. Be safe out there in Italy. Okay, pal. There he is. uh, Like Bernie said, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich.